Alright, next slide, Ethan. The Christian life is not just about getting through this life, but living with eternity in mind. Our ultimate goal as Christians is to spend eternity with God. Yes. So the TLDR, right? What does that mean? Too long, didn't read, right? You ever get a long email at work? And they're like, did you read my email? I'm like, well, what is it, Papa? Just tell me. Just tell me. It's too many words. Too many words. <laughs> so the too long didn't read of this sermon is the importance of living with heaven in mind. Brothers and sisters, we have to focus on heaven. It helps us keep things in perspective and not to get too caught up in the temporary things of this world. You ever go back to a spot you used to hang out with or see somebody you used to see or whatever or just, and just get a flashback like, God, I was twisted. Oh, when I was working at this job, I was twisted. Right? I, you know, I, I worked at a school and now I work in a central office. And sometimes when I go back to the school, I say, oh my goodness, how did, uh, I was twisted. And then when I learn new things, I'm like, oh, that, I, I was supposed to do it like that. I did it like this so long. I love pictures of my beautiful wife. We, we married 22 years. And I look at pictures when we were married. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She deserves an offering because I'm crazy, right? Um, and I look at wedding pictures. I look at when we were married two years, five years. And I didn't even know how to love her. I didn't know the healing she needed. I was so self-absorbed. I was so demanding. I was so transactional. Like, oh, you made me toast, but I made you a bagel. <laughs> and I thank God for his keeping power. And, and another thing is, we, how to live with heaven in mind, right? One of the ways is that we have to meditate on the promises of heaven, the promises of God. We have to contend for our crown. We have to contend for our crown. I think that's why they said that he will wipe away every tear. Because when we go to heaven, we're going to be like, Dad, this is so amazing. I can't believe I was ashamed. I can't believe I was embarrassed. I can't believe I was so self-absorbed. I can't believe I was so prideful. There's a blessing that awaits us. Another way to strive to live this way is to strive to please God. To live a cruciform life, right? That means we have a vertical relationship with God that impacts our horizontal relationship with people. By living with heaven and eternity in mind, you and I, we can experience a true joy and purpose in this life and get incredible blessings in this life and even more in the next. The purpose of life is not just to get to heaven, to prepare, but to prepare for heaven. And guess what? Bring a little heaven here on earth. The Bible says in the book of James, and James is an interesting book because it was written by the Lord's brother, who didn't serve him into the resurrection. So listen, if you are a late spiritual bloomer, there's still room for you in this kingdom. And James writes, how do you know what your life will be like tomorrow? Your life is like the morning frog, fog, frog, fog. It's here a little while, then it's gone. You know, I was, I was, I was thinking, how many 80s babies do we have here, right? You know that the way 
The way that young people look at 2000 is the way we looked at the 60s. Think about that. When the way we look at the show Wonder Years is how Eddie and Ethan look at Big Part Biggie and Tupac. <laughs> I remember one time I had to listen. I was, I was trying to explain to Biggie and Tupac beat, and I had. Uh, I put on Tupac, and Tupac it hit him up in one of the songs. It starts saying, I ain't got no friends. And Eddie Ethan goes, that's the whole problem with your era. You guys have, you guys have no friends. <laughs> but I say that to say is, life happens fast, Papa. Yeah, yeah. Life happens fast. Yeah. And we got to serve the Lord now. Yeah. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 2 to 4 says, this is what Paul says, right? So he says, I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up in the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows. And I know this man, whether in the body or apart from the body, I do not know. But God knows. He was caught up in paradise. He heard inexpressible things, things that people are not permitted to tell. So I read this scripture because some of us might get an inspiration. As, as we meditate on heaven, as we meditate on contending for our crown, you may get inspiration. But guess what? That inspiration, that impression is not always, you're not always ready for expression. Sometimes you have to sit on the revelation. You have to sit on the illumination. Sometimes you have to sit on the information from heaven. So Paul says, listen, and I read a theological book saying that Paul received, it was Paul that received this. That God brought Paul to have a glimpse of heaven. And that this impacted his ministry. And this impacted the way he had spiritual authority, right? Because he didn't walk with Jesus when Jesus was alive. And so Paul had this revelation. But Paul kept it inside for 14 years. Listen, sometimes God speaks to me and I can't keep it inside for 14 seconds before I go on social media. <laughs> So what? Everybody gotta know this. Stop what you're doing, you Babylon. The Lord is good, right? And in this book I was reading about Paul's revelation, it talked about a Jewish, uh, a Jewish fable, a Jewish story about four rabbis that went to heaven, right? It's called the Parties, P-A-R-D-E-S. And it was the four guys that went to heaven. One looked and he died. He said, I'm done. This, this is where I want to go. I don't want to live no more. Right? One looked and went crazy. One looked and created a cult. And one looked and departed with peace and lived with prosperity. And they said, that last rabbi, because he kept it inside. He kept it inside and he let it change that knowledge and insight made him live with more love, made him live with more light. So when we preach about heaven, when we preach about the kingdom of God, when we preach about crowns, when we preach about God's message, it's for you to take it in, for you to let it grow in your love and your light. So when you when you when your neighbor sees you, your neighbor says there's something about you. When other couples eat dinner with you and your wife, they say, man, there's a love inside of you guys. There's a radiance. There's a unity. There's a respectness, respectfulness. There's a kindness. And so what happens is that when you let the Lord deal with you, when you let the Lord heal you, when you let the Lord speak to you, it begins to manifest. Your belief impacts your behavior. Don't be so quick to want to share it with everybody. You know, uh, today's the last regular season football game. You know, I'm a little sad about that. I love football. But the best coaches know hundreds of offense and defense concepts. But they, they simplify the game. 
to field position, clock management, and exploiting and creating mismatches. The best marriages, they'll tell you love and respect. They'll tell you the five to one magic rule, right? That's like five good, five good interactions before one rough interaction. Right? You want to have five good ones. And sometimes you have to be intentional. And sometimes you have to faith it till you make it. And sometimes you have to go on a date night when, when you're tired. And sometimes you have to pay a compliment, even if you're looking for one so bad for yourself. Like your hair looks nice. Wait, let me say it back, right? But the best marriage is keep it simple. And this morning, I want you to keep it simple. I want you to fall in love with God. I want you to fall in love with knowing that your last breath on earth leads you to your first breath in heaven. Not to be weird, but to be loving. Not to be judgmental, but to live with a joy that no one can figure out. Father, have your way in this message. I pray for a fresh anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. So brothers and sisters, if you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you have given him your allegiance and you have trusted him as Savior and surrendered to him as Lord, the very fact that Jesus has defeated death, the greatest enemy of them all, is good news for you and I. But it's easy to lose sight of the fact that there's an eternity when you have bills due on the 1st, the 15th, the 16th, the 17th, the 18th. When you have doctor's appointment the 20th and another a, a specialist appointment on the 23rd, only to realize you missed another appointment on the 5th. And your parent-teacher conference the following Monday. And it's easy in living in all that to forget. And that's why when you're here right now, I'm here to remind you that heaven awaits the saints. The New Testament, when death is spoken about in the, sense, the saints, is referred to it as sleep. We don't die. The sting of death has been removed and we merrily sleep. And when we... And when we awaken to the greatest hope of all, the greatest hope is not um, just heaven, right? When we die, we go to heaven. But then one day there's going to be a resurrection of the body. And we're going to have resurrected bodies and live eternity with Jesus. I just want to share some scriptures. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 53 to 58. It says, for our dying bodies must be transformed into bodies that would never die. Our mortal bodies must be transformed into immortal bodies. 54. Then, when our dying bodies have been transformed into bodies that will never die, the scriptures will be fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your sting? Verse 56. For the sin is the sting that results in death. And the Lord gives sin its power. But thank God he has given us victory over death through our Lord Jesus Christ. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 5 through 1. For we know 
that when this earthly tent we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body made for us by God himself and not by human hands. We grow weary in our present body and we long to put on our heavenly bodies like new clothing for we will put on heavenly bodies. We will not be spirits without bodies. While we live in this earthly body, we groan and we sigh. And it's not that we want to die and get rid of these bodies that clothe us. Rather, we want to put on our new bodies. So that these dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. Verse 5. God himself has prepared us for this as a guarantee. He has given us the Holy Spirit. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 6-7 says this, yes, remember your, your creator now while you are young before the silver cord of life snaps and the gold golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at the well for the, for the dust will return to the earth but the spirit will return to God who gave it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 8-10 through 10. Yes, we are fully confident that we would rather be away from these earthly bodies, for then we will be at home with the Lord. So whether we are here in this body or away from our body, our goal is to please Him. For we must all stand before Christ to be judged, and we, and we each will receive what we deserve for the good or evil we have done in this earthly body. I have so many scriptures. I can give it to you later. But in the end of the day, if you are in Christ, you will not die. Yes. You will sleep. Remember what Jesus told the thief on the cross? Today, you will be with me in paradise. Yeah, that thief on the cross didn't get baptized. He didn't go through a 13-week Bible study. He didn't join the church. He didn't buy a double-breasted suit at KG and Long Island. All he says, Lord, remember me. And Jesus says, verily, verily, I tell you, today, Amen. you will be with me in paradise. Thank you. Brothers and sisters, I know life is not easy. But if you've made Jesus your Lord and Savior, and you've trusted in the Holy Spirit to help you live this life, giving God glory, heaven awaits. Your greatest hope is to awaken in the Lord's presence and to receive a resurrected body free from sin, free from corruption, free from mortality, just as immortal and perfect as the resurrected body of the Lord. So I know we recognize how temporary, how fast and fleeting this life is. But living a light of eternity should give us a purpose. A purpose to share God's love. A purpose to build up God's kingdom. Because God never forgets what we do for his kingdom. Amen. God never forgets what, he do, what we do for his people. And this morning I want to encourage you to contend for your crown. I want to encourage you not to give up. Amen. Not to let the devil lie to you. You made the right decision tuning in today. You made the right decision coming in today. And today I want to ask Pastor Raymond to come up. And to pray with you. And to pray for you.
Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise the Lord. By your heads with me, amen. Open your hearts. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the man of God that you provided us. We thank you for the